All right, Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the time today. I appreciate it. So stock's obviously been doing quite well since we initially featured the company at around a nickel. Had a nice run here to uh, to just over 11 cents here on massive volume. And uh, and I think it's a perfect, perfect opportunity for investors to look at it right now, now that the stock has pulled back to around six, seven cents a share. So I want to get you on the line and um, and hear your story on the company and uh, and let subscribers kind of hear your passion and and understand uh, where you want to take this company. Great, I'm excited. Awesome, thank you. So we'll get started here. Can you please give our subscribers a little overview of uh, of Engagement Labs? Sure. So, so we're a, we're a data and analytics firm. We're award winning, so we've done very well in terms of bringing this uh, our company and our product to market. Um, we are very a couple of nuances. We're very focused uh, with Fortune 500s. We provide social intelligence to them. Um, there are, there are a, uh, we're a platform. And a couple of things I think really differentiates it in the marketplace. Um, one is our, our data set. So we do both offline and online data that's very unique in the marketplace. Um, we have a 10-year database, uh, which really is unique and proprietary in the industry. Um, we are adopting and very much at the forefront of predictive analytics, which is very important to company these days. And we've got uh, a handful of things, a patent-pending methodology to the way we do things. And we're very forward-moving, forward-leaning in the sense that we use a lot of AI and machine learning. In essence, we think we're doing something very unique. We're doing it in a very innovative way, and we're doing it faster and quicker for companies in the marketplace. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, can you give us a little bit more information on your background and how you got involved uh, in the business? Sure. So I've been, uh, I'm based, uh, I'm, I'm in the U.S., I'm based in the New York marketplace for the majority of my career. As just a little bit of background, I've, um, my background has been sort of in, in one of three sectors and often intertwining. Um, it has been around digital, it's been around media, it's been around technology, um, and, and the fourth is it's sort of been around data as that's evolved. Um, I've been, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I came to this company uh, originally, um, I spent the last 10 years with a company called Newline. It was a technology company and I had the pleasure of working with Scott Patterson, who's the chairman of this company. Over a, a period of time, uh, we've gotten to a friendship and I invested in, in a lot of his uh, different uh, uh, different businesses and engagement labs is one of them. Um, from, a, from a background, I've spent the last 10 years sort of building out Newline specifically uh, technology, platforms, Fortune 500s have been a specialty of mine. Um, and uh, that sort of brought me to, to understanding and learning about engagement labs. And, uh, and where did you see, I mean, obviously you came off, you came off new with, uh, it was a big win with new line. I know you got, uh, you negotiated and, and kind of led the stock to get bought out at a hundred percent premium, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so obviously you didn't, you didn't have to take this opportunity, but what kind of drew you to Engagement Labs first as an investor and then now as, uh, as Chief Revenue Officer and President? Well, as an investor, uh, look, uh, in the beginning, uh, look, it was around data, it was around analytics, and it was around social. And candidly, that was interestingly enough. <laughs> I said I was one of the first investors in the company. It's a very interesting space. I knew the things that they were doing I liked. And it caught my eye, and, and it's got a little bit based on my relationship with Scott as well, who was uh, who was starting and the chairman of the company at the time. 
more recently, when I, and to your point about New Line, we had a very successful run for New Line. I think it actually can be a, somewhat of a model for the company of Engagement Labs moving forward, in which we built out a very vibrant technology company and then sold it at a premium. Um, from my perspective, uh, a few, about last year at this time, uh, after Scott had asked me to kind of uh, start to consult and look at Engagement Labs, I think he was looking to sort of reinvest and to do some new things. And as somebody who had worked with him successfully at New Line, I think he sort of valued my opinion and asked me if I could come in and kind of look at what they were doing and give them my thoughts. And at the end of that engagement, I came back to him and said, I think you've got, you know, I really like the new direction. There is a little bit of newness to this company, and that is there's a new product called Total Social. There's a new management team. All that had happened within the last two years and when I got the sense of meeting the team, looking at the product, looking at the new direction of it, you know, I told them, I said, you guys are onto something. Uh, I, I also felt the technology was dying, was really, really unique and sort of encouraged him to, uh, to, to, not, you know, to continue forward, but also reinvest. And I think he was looking for sort of a third party to sort of validate what his initial thoughts were. Well, don't know how many people know Scott Patterson, but of course, as soon as I told him that, he then began to convince me to join the company. <laughs> <laughs> and he usually gets what he wants, and I'm part of the company. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, I think Scott had said, look, what we want to do is, is really get much more heavily involved. We want to sort of double down on the company. And he felt that kind of my skill set, which is very much around revenue, my skill set, which is very much around sales, would be very complimentary and, and helpful to the company. Um, and I decided to join. So uh, I joined as a sort of a, a dual role of both president and CRO, uh, CRO sort of driving revenue, and then the president, you know, also to sort of oversee sort of the P&L, uh, work with Ed Keller, who's our CEO, hand-in-hand -hand to sort of do the vision. Uh, and that's how I came part of the company. Awesome, awesome. And and I know I've heard you in presentations before, and I've seen you in presentations, and um, as EL sits today at around a $12 million market cap, why do you feel it's one of the most undervalued companies on the exchange? And where do you see this company over the next 12 months? Well, what, what I've shared with you and, and, and the way that I would look at this is, and, and it's sort of where I sit and come from, and that is, look, I, I, I've been in the startup world. Again, part of my background is I've been with sort of small, medium, and large companies. Um, I work with uh, 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 Viacom on a large level. I did my own startup. Uh, I work with companies like IGN, which is one of a publicly take a, a company that was taken public by Goldman Sachs during the startup phase. So I've sort of done all of those. But the one, the one common element now that I've been in in the, in the digital world is I've always surrounded myself around technology. And and I think the perhaps the way the U.S. market views technology companies is a little bit different than the Canadian market. I think as I share with you, it's one of the things that have been exciting for me is I've been exposed to, uh, you know, I'm about learning things. I've been exposed to the Canadian market. I sort of learned about the, the venture exchange. I sort of started to understand how and what motivates investor, investors in Canada. And I think there is a little bit of a different way that sort of the U.S. market looks at technology companies than perhaps Canada. Uh, specifically, look, when you're building a technology company, it's all about the technology and the IP. You know, for the most part, the success of many companies is you, you really focus on building the best technology. You're not, you, you don't want to lose money, but, but to the point is, is that there is nothing more important than building the best technology that differentiates yourself. Uh, 
substance, you know, and then there's certain things you want to do. You want to bring in, you want to prove concepts. You want to have good, you want to have good clients that are not, that are, are, that are really the best of the best and you want to renew them. So you want them to see that they've used it. You want to see that they're upselling into it. Um, look, we want to have as many as possible, but in the, in the U.S. market, you want to make sure you have sort of a, a critical mass that sort of acknowledges the technology. Um, and, and thirdly, look, revenues are important, and where the company's going is, is definitely indicative, but it is not the number one factor. I think any, any technology executive would tell you that I'd rather have the best technology and the third largest revenue because I think long-term you believe in your ability to be the best. Um, and that's how I look at the company. And, and the reason that I think the company's undervalued is, is that, look, we have, I think, and we'll talk more about it, I think we have the best technology in the social intelligence business. Um, I think that's been proven by the types of clients that we're doing and some of the releases that we're putting out. I think it's been proven by, uh, by the press that we've gotten. We've been written up in the New York Times multiple times. We were just published in the Harvard Business Review. We've written Wall Street Journal many, many times. We're written up in Forbes. For all intents and purposes, if somebody wants to know what's going on in social intelligence in the United States, they're looking for one phone call, they call Engagement Labs. So we've got the press, we've got the market, we've sort of validated ourselves everywhere. And really we've done, those are the biggest challenges. And we've been able to do so um, and really carve out what I think is known as we're the innovators in the space, we're the first movers, um, and we're the class of technology. And in itself, that will win the day. And the long term is is that we'll build out this company and, and whatever strategy we move, whether somebody invests or buy us or, or we continue to build, that's what you that's where you lay your hat in the US. And if we were a private company, we would be we would be ten X, five to ten X of what we're at. But we're not. We're a publicly traded company. It's, and, and I think that some of what's driving us is our deal flow, and we have good deal flow. But I don't think that the deal flow is necessarily indicative of the quality of the, of the technology. The, for that reason, I think when you have the best technology in the space, I think you're pretty confident of your ability to grow the business or, and, or have an exit strategy. And that's why I think, again, from if it was me, I, I think we're 5x over where we are today, just today, if we were a private company. Um, but we'll continue to build it out. We'll continue to validate it. But that's kind of what, that's how I look at the company. That's my personal perception. You know, we're, we're, we're 5X today of where we're at just based on having the best technology and IP in the space. <laughs> and you're talking about, obviously, you just mentioned agreements here. You've signed a pretty massive partnership agreement with Cantor, uh, which was one of the catalysts that, uh, that took the stock from from a nickel to eleven cents on massive volume. I think it traded like eighteen over eighteen million shares in one day. Uh, so obviously the market loved that release. Can you take us through that agreement a little bit and and what its significance is? Well, uh, and I and again I think of all what I just said, this just continues to validate it. And the sense of I'm not sure how much everyone knows about Canner. Canner is. Uh, one of the largest market research companies in the world. This is a company that's just under $4 billion. Uh, they are owned by WPP, which is one of the largest advertising holding companies in the world as well. So, you know, when I talk to people that are more digital specialists, if you're in my space, this is akin to doing a deal with Google or Amazon. These are the biggest of the business. If you talk, if you ask 100 people who you want to do a deal with when you're in my space, they say Canner's one of them. So the idea that we were able, as, as a company of our size, to validate doing a partnership at the level that we did, 
in and itself validates that we that we have something unique here. Canner could choose any company they wanted to do a deal with. They chose us, and I will tell you that it was them sort of approaching us about doing this. So the idea that they did this comprehensive view, looked at all the companies in the space, and said, we're the technology they want to partner with, I think in and itself validates any market movement. Because again, we're going to tell you and we're going to continue to show you why why companies and why we have this unique technology. But when you get a third-party giant like Cantor validating it, I think that that speaks a lot to it as well. So the bit of the nuances is is what we're doing is we're starting a relationship in the UK. That's where the Cantor is based. Cantor is going to be our sales agent in in for a UK market. We've got about 300 brands. Uh, they actually have relationships with about 270 of those brands, and we've done a partnership where they have uh, they've act, they have exclusive rights to sell in the UK. Total Social. It's a partnership in which we're sort of sharing revenue. Our interests are perfectly aligned, and the uniqueness to the relationship is 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 a handful of things. Number one, speed to market. We've got about 300 brands in the UK. They are already doing business with 270. So, the, so for me, I'd have to go meet those people, and I would do it. But the idea that it's a much different call to say, I'm doing business with you, I want to tell you about this new opportunity. So uh, from uh, working kind of backwards, from a growth perspective, it gets us faster into market. I think it gets us an accelerated, um, accelerated sales process of total social. But in the bigger picture, in the view picture, in terms of you asking me why am I validating, why do I think this stock is, is undervalued, and why do I tell you my personal perspective, I think it's 5x worse than market cap right now. A company like Canner going through a review process, looking at all of our competitors, and then choosing us to partner with, I think says a lot for what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And kind of going a little bit along those lines, Canner is obviously one, but what's it going to take, you think, for a much larger marketing company or marketing analytics firm to take a much closer look at, at engagement labs and potentially one day take it over? Look, I, I, you know, that's an interesting question. I think we're, we're number one, we're focused with our relationship with Canter to start out with, and we really love it. But are we looking at other opportunities, I think, and, and whether that be a different marketplace, are we looking for other partnerships that may be a little bit different or a little unique? I think so. I think the whole corp development sort of angle uh, and, and sort of way we look at our business helps us a tremendous amount. Um, I think companies are already looking at us in that unique way. So I don't, I don't think we have to do much more. We built the technology. We have the best of the best of, of our clients working with us. I think it's, we're going to focus on the Canner relationship. I think we're going to look to grow that first. But we're going to be smart about other relationships. And I think, again, you know, those relationships are already starting. Those conversations are starting. We'll, we'll be, we're going to be smart about how we build this out. Um, but, uh, you know, to your point, what do we have to do? I, I think we did it. I think what we did was we built a, a unique, innovative technology. I think we won a dozen awards. I think we've been written up by the big, largest newspapers and the largest trade publications in the world. And I think we've been validated by the second largest market research in the company. I think people are looking at us. It's just a matter of what, how we want to do that. And whether, you know, we're going to walk before we run, we'll figure out what that relationship looks like long term. But the idea that we're having these partnerships and conversations, I think, speaks volumes about the company future, about the company's technology. 
Great. And uh, so what's management's goal over the next, uh, what's your goal and management's goal over the next 12 months? Look, I'm, a, I'm an old-fashioned kiss, keep it simple, stupid guy. So our goal is to continue to do what we've done, and that is we're going to continue our direct-to-consumer, we're going to continue to bring in deals, we're going to continue to block-by-block, bring in new verticals, new companies, uh, we've got an exciting pipeline. We've got more news that's going to be coming out because we're we're signing deals as we speak. And I think brick by brick and, and, and deal by deal, we're going to continue with that. We're going to renew the deals that we have, and, and uh, I think we, you know, we've we, we've we've been very very successful. And then we're going to continue to show that when companies start to work with us, they generally continue. And I think we put out a press release today specifically about a major telecom company, but this company doubled their work with us. A lot of people walk before they, they want to uh, run in this world. We started working there with one brand. They then wanted to expand it to a second brand. By the end of the year, they want four brands. This is, this is a major top 50 Fortune 500 company that's on a huge acceleration path, monitoring their brands. They're a multi-brand company. Accelerating them at a rapid pace is key. The fact that they're looking for us day in and day out to help that, I think, again, validates that. So we're going to build out that part of the business, and we're going to continue to develop our relationships with the canners of the world. I think that it's, it's, it's a wonderful, we're off to a start, but it's been a wonderful match. I think there's a lot of complementary technologies. We're going to go down those two paths, and at the end of the year, what I know we're going to be doing is we're going to have lots of new customers. We're going to have increased revenue. And we're going to be in a position at the end of the year where I think that companies are going to be looking at us, whether Cantor and, 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 and various different ones, and, say, and looking at us and probably doing a deep dive saying what, what type of technology they have and how can they help us. I think if we just approach it in a very simplistic manner like that, I think we'll be good. And I think that's going to be our approach. That's great, Steve. Look, I, uh, I really, really appreciate taking the time, obviously, with the news you put out today. Uh, the market likes it. You're up. Uh, you're up over 16 percent on over 1.7 million shares right now at seven cents, and uh, stocks looking good. And uh, really appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll definitely be back in touch. Uh, you know, in a couple months here, uh, and do another uh, do another podcast for subscribers. But I want to thank you for taking the time and uh, and look forward to continuing to support you and your entire company. Well, appreciate it. And uh, again, um, I. I look forward to talking in two months and giving more updates and more more good news but i think you know i leave you with the management here as excited as we ever been um we have set a series of goals and we've we've executed them on in spades uh, i think we have a clear vision i think we have a clear path we're very confident we have the team to put it together we're building and executing on a day-to-day level uh day-to-day uh, perspective and you know, we're just extremely excited uh, about our future. Well, that's great. And I also want to add one thing is since the beginning, uh, when I first got involved with Engagement Labs and since we started talking, everything that you've said that you were going to do and accomplish with this company, you've done. And in this business, in the micro cap space, especially on the tech side or even in any sector, with a lot of these management teams, you don't see that. So, uh, every single goal that you've told me that you've tried to achieve so far, you've achieved it. And, uh, and that gives me a whole lot of confidence, but obviously it gives the market a lot of confidence as well. So I want to congratulate you on that and, uh, and look forward to another amazing couple quarters here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time, Steve. You got it.